Do you ever wish things in life would go a lot faster? For us here at your Manchester, it's the wait until we get some warmer weather in the north. Oh, and the wait between the seasons of Dynasty. We wouldn't mind speeding through the washing up either. Do you know what else is better when it goes faster? Your broadband. And luckily for us Mancunians, Talk Talk's future fibre is now right here in Manchester. And with speeds up to a whopping 900 megabits per second, it's fast enough to handle anything you can throw at it. And it's great Talk Talk value too. Whilst it might not do the washing up for you, when it comes to downloading our podcast or booking tickets to see the latest plays here in Manchester, then ultra-fast, ultra-reliable broadband using the latest technology is just what you need. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. Well, a very good evening to each and every one of you joining me, Miss Belinda Scandal, for this week's sensational episode of Your Manchester. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, have we got a show for you tonight. First of all, let's meet the rest of our sofa guests. Hello to Caroline Whitehead. Hello. How are you? And our lovely Michael Adams. Hello. You've been here because we've launched the radio this week, I should say, everybody. We've launched the radio this week. We've got a brand new radio station called Chatterbox Radio. You are our breakfast presenter. So you are literally here first thing in the morning. I sleep here. You sleep here. <laughs> and you are now here last thing at night as well. Oh, I know. It's I know. amazing, isn't it? You're oh. sick of the sight of me. Hey, well, I'm not. I wouldn't dare be sick no. of the sight of you. So much going on in Manchester. Let's have a little chat in a few minutes time about what's going on because there's so much going on mm. in the meantime uh, she's about to appear in reminisce festival everybody and uh, she's here the one the only wigfield welcome to your manchester how are you hi i'm good how are you this is a very big honor for us honestly i was just liking it because we've got a few young people that work here very young and i was mm. like the fact that we've managed to get this interview with such a legend as you to the equivalent of them getting an interview with somebody like Katy Perry these days. You know what I mean? You are a massive, massive star. How's life been for you? I'm a dinosaur, basically. Um, <laughs> life's good. Life's amazing. I'm, I'm constantly on tour. Um, it's a bit hot right now in Italy. I'm, I'm sitting in my living room with all the windows open. It's almost 30, no, 40 degrees. So, yeah, but life's good. Thanks. And it's very, very warm. It's very, very warm over here. Now, you're doing Reminisce Festival here in uh, the lovely uh, United Kingdom. Perhaps tell us a little bit about what that festival will be. Oh, my God. It's it's such an amazing atmosphere because it's basically it's the parents, the kids, the grandparents. A lot of people are wearing silly clothes. I mean, you have to wear 90s outfit when you go to these concerts. And then it's all about... Uh, lots of cheesy music, just being together, having, you know, just uh, having a good time. It's, it's going to be amazing. I'm guessing you'll be doing your, your wonderful hits there. Well, sometimes I, I joke with the audience, like when it gets to the, to the end of the show and I'm like, what, what date is it today? And then everybody goes Saturday night and I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> I've got to ask you a question, Wakefield. At the beginning of the Saturday night song. Do you know that? I- it doesn't mean nothing, absolutely nothing. It was just um, a few takes that the producer had uh, cut together at the end of the song. You know, he said, just uh, fooled around a little bit. And then he took those 
and put them in the begin beginning of the track. That was basically it. And when you did that song, did you ever envisage how big a hit it would actually be? Do you know every time you're in the studio and you hear something and you know it's different, of course, you always... It's not like you think, oh, this is going to be big, because when you're a musician, all your babies are big. You know, they, you're sure something is going to happen. And um, it's just a, a big Russian roulette. You really don't know, especially, I mean, then nobody wanted to sign Saturday Night. It was really, really hard. It took a lot of, um, of persuasion. And we got signed to this very small label in, in Valencia. It was actually... Uh, a shop selling records. <laughs> That's actually how how Saturday Night started, and then very slowly made its way to England. And how does it feel all these years later to know that this song is still being played? I mean, you can't literally well, you can't literally, I'll say, it, go out on a Saturday night without hearing Saturday Night. How does that make you feel? I'm just, I don't know. I'm. I, I think I still don't believe it because it's kind of like. Um, it's a bit stranger things. <laughs> it's it's one of those things like um, when I have a really bad day and everything doesn't work out and whatever, I always think I'm doing this. I should be thankful. I'm not working in a factory. Not you know. I mean, working in a factory is fine, but it's not for me. And. Yeah. You know, every time I have a bad day, I always think about how damn lucky I am because there's so many um, really great artists out there, musicians, singers, whatever, and they never get a break. Um, so it's, I just feel very lucky. Yeah, I mean, so you started in, in Denmark. That's where you're originally from. I mean, how did it all come about getting involved in being a singer-songwriter? Well, I come from a very musical family. I mean, most of my family members were into music and I was studying, you know, singing and stuff. But uh, my father said, you need to get a real job. words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I started studying fashion design because I was very good at drawing and, and, and I thought, okay, I'll just do that. Let's see how that goes. And um, I moved to Italy to get into fashion design um, I didn't get a job, but I was asked to do fittings for Fendi for a lot of big fashion companies. So I started doing that in the daytime. And then at night I would work as a public relation for different clubs. And that's where I met one of the guys who worked with the producer. And he said, look, they're looking for singers. So why don't you pass by the studio and say hello? That's amazing. To have such a longevity in a career, though, it must be, must be wonderful for you to feel that. Well, I've been very lucky because I've also been, I've not just as a, as a singer, I've been working as a singer, as a songwriter. I've been writing songs for Benny Benassi, for DJs, sing, other singers. And I've done, um, I moved to London a few years ago and I worked on a house project. I did uh, three songs um, and I got signed with Armada Music in Holland and I released them as Sunny. And then, you know, I mean, house music was fun and all that, but let's get back to the Wiggy stuff. And so I went back to producing music as Wickfield. I mean, it says here that you you uh, were part of the, the Dansk Melody Grand Prix back in 2018. That was so weird because it was, um, I even remember the day because the Queen's husband 
was on his deathbed. <laughs> so nobody knew if we were going to go live or not. So we were all like sitting waiting and seeing what was going on. But I mean, I think, I think the song was maybe a bit too um, gay oriented for the Danes. I don't know. Maybe they were more into rock music. It was a song called Boys on Girls, and uh, I thought it was a great song, but hey. Well, you never know. I'm guessing you're, you're having a full-on proper mega reinsurgence now with everybody. Where does your love of music lie? What type of genre do you like yourself personally um, to listen to? When I'm not working, I'm trying not to listen too much. It's more when I sit in the studio, I, I kind of try to get ideas and, and things like that. But I try never to listen too much because I don't want to... I don't want to copy, you know, sometimes you listen, you, you hear something and then it just sticks in your head and you think it's yours. Um, mm -hmm. I can say when, when I go out, I go running once in a while, I listen to Spotify and I basically just listen to uh, the top 20 just to hear what, what news, you know, what stuff is working right now. And then I think if I want to just chill or walk through the woods, I'll listen to classical music. So you, you listen to a whole lot of different music then? Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a musical garbage. I mean, I listen to anything. I can listen to rock music. Uh, I there's not a particular genre I would say I wouldn't listen to. Yeah, maybe scream. <laughs> I, I bet that's good. We are, we like all that music. Reminisce Festival. Uh, when's it happening? It's on the 10th of September, and. Yeah. Um, let me just see, because I've got a piece of paper here. Let me just see oh, the good. stage. Um, and live on stage, we're going to have five, Boys Live, China Black, Fatman Scoop, Liberty X, Nadine Coyle, S Club All-Stars, and Wiggy. Yay, and why not? Well, listen, it's been an absolute privilege and a pleasure to speak to you today, Wigfield. And uh, Maybe I can't I can wait to see your wig. Yeah, You can borrow it. You can have it. I'll send it to you. Oh, thank no you. No problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time today. Uh, thank the you so Wickfield much. There, everybody. Thank you, you too. All the way from Italy there, everybody. Our Wickfield, eh? Treat. Ooh, that was. Treat. Reminisce Festival, by the way. It's going to be absolutely sensational. Five. Remember five? Yeah. If you get in, uh, maybe that one. And keep on. Uh, uh, that one. <laughs> uh, there's loads on there. It's like proper. Robot. It's proper, proper pure robot. cheese. It's going to be a sensational, sensational mm. thing. What's going on in Manchester then? What have you been up to, Caroline? Oh my goodness, I have been to the Windrush, um, Windrush Sunday dinners. So traditional Caribbean dinners where they want to get the community back together, talking, and it was, it was, um, it was a blast. Was I was, nice. uh, I, I met some fantastic people. Yeah, and and some some ladies with wonderful books. Yeah. Let's have a look at this VT, shall we? Got the great pleasure to be with Diane Heron. Is it Diane or Diane? It's Diane. With author Diane Heron, and she's got several publications here. Diane, nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. Tell us about your books. Okay, well, I do a lot of things, as most people know, but writing is my first love. So the first books I had published were these Pardon Money Stories. And they are short humorous stories about my Jamaican culture, but they also include an element of black history, something that should be taught in school and isn't. Mm -hmm. And then I love writing poetry. So these, it is volume two of my poetry collection, Contemplation. I've sold all volume one. And I'm about to have two more volumes published called The COVID Era. 
Oh. And I call that my therapeutic processing. And that's what's helped me to make sense of what's gone on during the COVID era. Mm. And also just to support, you know, friends and family and just help them to realize, no, this is not the end of the world. You just need to take care of yourself. And that should be our priority. And going back, this book is the Mandari Chronicles and that published in 2020. Right. It took me about 10 years to write. Wow. And it was as a result of dreams that I kept having um, you know the, the Harry Potter and all those kind of films and I was thinking dwarves? Elves? Really? And then I was having these vivid dreams every night that take me back in time and I was told there were three races not just one created originally ah. so I wrote my book based on that That's, Oh that sounds fantastic That sounds really really good And you're Manchester based? Yes I am, I've always lived well not always, I was born in Jamaica Yeah but I came here when I was nine years old. Yeah. I'm going to have to tell you my age now. No, you in, don't have to. I came here when I was nine years old. And uh, yes, I've lived in Manchester for a very long time. Went to primary school here, secondary school, New Old Green High School. New Old Green. Ah, New Green. Yeah. Because we, my family, we were one of the first black families to be moved out to Withinshaw to the right. council estate. Yeah. But um, yeah, so when I left home, I then moved back down here. Well, I was living in Mouse Putting for a while, but I live not far away from here in Wally Range, which I absolutely love. Lovely. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very, it's very, very cool, Wally Range. I'm sure you'll see some fellow authors as well in Wally Range. Thank you so much for talking to me. These books look absolutely beautiful. Well, I have to say that everybody who's bought them, in fact, I only, I wrote volume one thinking, right that's it and then everybody came oh my gosh Dan, you got to write more so then i wrote volume two and even though this is huge and everybody who buys it said oh my goodness they come back to me a few weeks later Dan, i started reading it i couldn't put it down oh brilliant, you know? brilliant. what else can i say <laughs> we're going to play a game we're going to actually engage these young folk on a sunday afternoon in a board game which is fabulous and it goes yeah lynn ain't gonna win but yeah no, we're just here to have a bit of fun and as Lynn said, just a bit of intergenerational work as well while we're here in the community. Tell me about Powerhouse. So Powerhouse is just over the road. Hideaway is just over Princess Road as well. So they're two big youth centres in Moss Side that have got loads of stuff going on for young people. These are Hideaway young people here today. Mm-hmm. So Powerhouse is a youth and community centre and we've got a library underneath. Um, We're open six days a week for young people with various free activities that anybody can come to, anybody's welcome. On a Sunday we have a big church over there which which is going on as well. We have sewing sessions for um, a mums group in the local community. Um, We have music, we have rapping and seeing. Um, What I say is come into the powerhouse and just see what we've got on, pick up a leaflet because as I say, this dancing, this carnival stuff, there's too much for me to mention really. I am so pleased, sort of pleased, but not pleased, because she's going to make me do something that's going to exert myself. Uh, (laughs) And I'm with Rianne. Rianne is founder of Black Girls at Hike UK. Hi, girl. Hi. (laughs) Right, okay, so... Tell us about Black Girl at Hikes, first of all, quickly. So, Black Girls Hike is a non-profit organisation that creates a safe space for black women to reconnect with nature and explore the outdoors. So we do nationwide group hikes, we do activity weekends, training events, and we have just started doing international trips this year. (gasps) 
Oh, hiking internationally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> so uh, I wonder, because my, my co-host is a drag queen. Okay. And uh, that'd be really nice if we could get Belinda doing a bit of a, a short hike somewhere that would be really interesting wouldn't it yeah yeah definitely yeah. i think it's good to get anybody outside really. yeah yeah the great outdoors and what brought you to this event so we're partnering with tap on this event tap are like our family so we um we were successful in a joint partnership bid with the jubilee funding so we're yeah. partnering with this with them on this and some more events so we're going to be doing some like events with the elders talking about what their relationship was like with nature before they came to the uk and how that's kind of like manifested what it's like here as well and obviously these we're going to be doing some workshops and some more sunday dinner events yeah the, the, the elders do like the gardening though mm -hmm. do they they do like the gardening yeah. so that's a good starting point really isn't yeah, it it's, it's a good starting point and also if you think about it when where we're from and our ancestors we are very very connected to nature but unfortunately that tie is severed through to racism and how it you know how we are in these systems here so i think it's just a really good way for people to kind of like find different ways to reconnect you know get that physical mental and physical benefits of being in the outdoors that's great that's fantastic anyway so watch this space they might get me outdoors Rianne's smiling at me i'm quite i'm gonna, I'm gonna take it i'll take you to alexander park we'll do a, like a, something like easy get you going and then we'll take you to the peak district uh i just hope she's got some oiled up gentlemen to carry me away once i collapse anyway this is caroline whitehead signing out Hello, Michael here with another look at what's on in Manchester over the next week or so. And well, if you've been out and about over the last few days, you'll have undoubtedly seen that um, Sister Act has begun its run at the Palace Theatre. That's running up until Saturday next week. And well, I'm overjoyed to be joined now with the fabulous Lizzie B. Lizzie is playing Hello. Sister Mary Roberts in this run. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm honestly overjoyed to be speaking with you today. <laughs> um, before we chat about Sister Act, just a quick one. Obviously, you've just come out of your run at the end of May. Um, you were in Heather's at the other place in London. What was that like? It was amazing. It's a show that is very dear to my heart, even though I only did the show um, just started last year. I was first was part of it actually five years ago now. Um, <laughs> And it was great to finally get to do the show. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a cult classic now. So I feel very lucky to have been a part of it. And I have to quickly mention as well, you played the iconic Tracy Turnblad in Hairspray, one of my all-time favourite musicals. What was that like? I did. That was a dream come true. It's an absolute bucket list role. And um, yeah, really, really thrilled to have ticked that off the list of... Um, iconic parts to get to do so yeah that was my first show back after the pandemic and um it was just an incredible experience oh my goodness i bet that even just that thrill of being back on stage i guess after so long it yeah, must have been absolutely. emotional i guess it really was and it was weird for us because we'd known about hairspray uh we all got cast at the end of 2019 and were meant to do it in 2020 so then you know we spent that whole pandemic just thinking oh my god i really hope we're yeah. still able to do it and um, to come out the other side and have that to look forward to was really special. 
Well, you've arrived in Manchester now, Sister Act. How does it feel to be in uh, one of the greatest cities in the north, if not the best? Yeah, I love Manchester. This is my third show that I have done in Manchester now, and um, my third tour that's come here. And um, it's been lovely. It's my first time at the Palace. I've always been at the Opera House before, but mm. I'm loving it here. It's so it's such a nice area. There's like everything you need, and we're being really well looked after. So yeah, loving it so far. Oh, wonderful. And of course, you're performing alongside some legends. We've got the Ab Fab Jennifer Saunders, um, Birds of yeah. Feathers, Leslie Joseph, my personal favourite, straight from the dumping ground, Clive Rowe, Duke from Tracy oh Beaker. My God. I don't think you understand how buzzing I am to be on stage with Duke from Tracy Beaker. I actually literally spent like six weeks being like, oh, I can't ask Clive about Tracy Beaker. What if he oh, doesn't no. want to talk about it? But he brought it up the other day and I was in my element. I bet, I bet. One of my all-time faves. I think we're from the same sort of generation, that early <laughs> 2000s, yeah. So, um, of course, the show is moving on to London after this. Um, it is already getting rave reviews from what I've seen. Um, and it's only been here in Manchester, what, two days now. Um, mm -hmm. But, of course, it is based on the film from 1992. Are you a fan of the film? I grew up with that film as, like, a staple VCR in my house. And it's always on telly, isn't it? It's like a classic Channel 5 film that's on on a yeah. Sunday. So, yeah, I love that film. It was like a proper family favourite. And, um, yeah, it's it's very special to get to do this show and especially the part that I'm playing because um, Mary Robert kind of has some really iconic parts in the film. Um, which translate really well to the show. So it's kind of like come full circle, yeah, from loving it as a kid. Oh, fabulous, fabulous. Do you have a favourite song from um, the production? Oh, I actually think Clive's song that he gets to do, I Could Be That Guy, is so good. I'm not going to give it away, but there is like an iconic moment in his song that he gets to do um, that people will just love. So I think that's my favourite, yeah. One of my all-time favourite things, when I go to the theatre, I love just the staging of everything and mm -hmm. the sets and how everybody moves around. Just give me a little bit of an insight into what we can expect from that. So the set is amazing because obviously there's lots of different um, settings within Sister Act. Most of mm. it is obviously in the convent, um, but Morgan, our set designer, has designed it so cleverly. So the convent is kind of like what frames the stage. And then we have these kind of like token set pieces that come on for the club or for um, kind of like the outside areas or the police station. So a lot of the cast are kind of like moving on these set pieces, but things like the altar or the um, towers in the convent um, are kind of like always there to just give us that vibe lovely, that it's yeah. a lovely like holy place brilliant so um obviously we've just chatted a little bit about previous roles and things how long have you been in this game for lizzie uh it is seven years now that i've been an actor and uh where was it that you were training at so i didn't go to drama school Did it was kind not? of like yeah a weird route in for me so i uh did National Youth Music Theatre, um, which is kind of like a, a yeah nationwide organisation where you can go and audition from the age of 11 to 24 and they put on professional shows with 
um, kind of like professional directors and choreographers and MDs. Um, and when I was 19, I did that. And um, my now agent came to watch it and we kind of stayed in contact while I was at university. And yeah, and that's kind of how it happened. So very weird and wonderful, but I feel very lucky that it kind of happened. Well, you know what, you've had an absolutely, so far for just seven years, a fantastic career so far. Wish you the best of luck with this run at um, the Palace. Like I said, it's up until, is it the 9th of July, which is not Saturday coming, the Saturday after. And we're really looking forward to seeing it here on your Manchester. Thank you very much, Lizzie. Thank you so much. See you later. Thank you. Have a great... Absolutely fantastic, everybody. Uh, the wonderful sister at uh, the Palace Theatre uh, up until uh, the uh, 9th, everybody. She's dead excited. I'm going on Monday. I'm dead excited. Jennifer Saunders. Never met her. Quite like her. Quite fond of her. Uh, what else is going on, please, uh, Michael she Adams? Lovely. Wasn't she lovely? Wasn't she lovely? It's a busy week. We're a busy month, actually, ahead for Manchester because the Greater Manchester Fringe Festival yes. starts this weekend. Oh, and what can we expect from that, then? All the usual theatre. Um, there's... Storytelling was my most favourite thing oh, I saw yeah. on there. Music, um, all these sort of live events, um, all of the details. Visit Manchester website. I think it's kicking off, though, in uh, the village at Bloom Street. Probably, right. yes. That's it's fantastic. Fun. I remember going to so many of the different fringe events. It's a shame it's been gone. They did it even when they had the pandemic. They did a couple of things online still. Oh, I see, still yeah. brilliant. It was still really, really good. Um, is there anything that particularly in show-wise that we should be watching out for on that? That much stuff in the guide. Yeah, and it's, it's too hard to it's like the yellow pages. It was. It? I was flushing through it. There was about 40 pages yeah. Yeah. on it. And I was going, what can I talk about? And a lot of it is so low-priced as well. Yeah, a lot of stuff's free too, yeah. which is yeah. can't be well, free. You can't get lower price that's what that. you want, don't you? Do I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as well, on Saturday, yeah. um, there is an event, DM for Women. I think you know a little bit more about this, Carol. Uh, yes, so it's um, it's Professor Helen Pankhurst, MBE. It's her campaign yeah. um, that started in 2018. That's when 100, 100 years after women got the vote, well, after women got the vote, age 30. And it's DM for Women 2028. Wants equality, diversity in Manchester, wants Manchester to lead the way. And she has a conference every year. And of course, with the pandemic, we didn't have the conference and everything. But this is the first time since 2019 that we're coming together um, at the University of Manchester, at the Alliance Manchester Business School. Manchester. Some would say it should be the, perhaps the capital city these days, shouldn't they? Yes. Yes, oh, they do. yes it should. Well, at that event on Saturday. Yes. We are media partners as well. Of Your Manchester are. are media partners. Of course we are. Yes. It's exciting. Uh, capital cities, come on. Yes. yes. So, very interesting. Whilst I was doing my research this morning, I found that um, YouGov for Times Radio have done a, um, a bit of a poll. Mm. Right. Where would you most like to see New Capital City? If London yes. was going to oh, we'll get rid of them southerners, where should it go to? Well, would you believe it? Manchester topped the poll. Friendliest. I know. I've got the stats for you, actually. So yes. Friendliest. I like that. Yeah. Well, we are. It's true. We speak to people unlike the South. So yes. one in six people said Manchester. That's around 16% of those that they asked. Overall, though, get this. Yeah. More than half said Manchester. 55% voted for Manchester compared to 42% for Liverpool, um, 39% for Birmingham. Yeah. And then I'm not going to feel a bit, you know, with me being from the North East or not. Yeah. Too disappointing. On 37% for Newcastle, 
Uh, but that was also for Leeds, Sheffield, Edinburgh, yeah. Nottingham, Bristol, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But I think Manchester, definitely, because of course, yeah. I don't know why we're not city of culture. Yeah, but geographically, <laughs> we are the second city. Are we really? Yeah. Is that Ge- not Birmingham? No, Birmingham for population. Oh, I see. Geographically, Manchester, Greater Manchester is the second city. We do things differently up here, don't we? Yeah. We do. I've always just found that Manchester's a lot, well, it's a lot more friendlier, firstly, than London. Yeah. Well, you can say this because you've been all over the shop, haven't you, Flower? So have, Manchester people, great it. people, aren't they? They mm-hmm. are. They're, they good are. Good people. They're good people. We all like a conversation. Yeah, we do. Don't we? We, we do. do have a bit of chat. We like a bit of chat. And if we don't like to chat, then there's one other thing we can do. We can sit at home. We can watch what's on the box. <laughs> Hi, I'm Hayley and welcome to this week's On The Box. As you can hear, my voice still isn't back to normal, but we're on the fourth week now, so hopefully we're on the home straight. Now, one of the series I've watched recently is called Chloe. It's about a young woman who's kind of obsessed with another woman. There's far more to it than that. It's a thriller, it's a comedy, it is absolutely brilliant. It's set in Bristol and Western Supermare. Get on that, that is on iPlayer. Um, also, there's a very interesting documentary with Sandy Toxvig. It's called London Secret Lesbian Club, and that goes behind the scenes of the Gateways Club in London, which started off as a bohemian hangout and then slowly became a lesbian hangout too, and it closed in 1985. That's a really interesting documentary. And um, There's a comedy series uh, which is available on iPlayer. And that is on my list at the moment. It stars Alison Steadman. It's called Here We Go Again. And it's all filmed from the point of view of the youngest son, Sam. Um, Also, check out LGBT stories on iPlayer. There's loads of comedy dramas, dramas, documentaries. Really check it out. I came across a comedy drama called Twenties. Hollywood isn't ready for Hattie. But is Hattie ready for Hollywood? That is on my list. That looks absolutely brilliant and proper easy watching as well. You know, for the evening when you're settling down with your cup of tea or your vodka or your gin, whatever you happen to have. Now, everything I've mentioned today is available on BBC iPlayer. Do get on it. That's it from me. I shall catch you next time. And remember, stronger together. Bye. It's Joe Brittany, Noah Sculpting Coach for another minute of Mojo. Do you ever hear yourself say things like, well, I can't do that because I'm too old, I'm too young, everybody is cleverer than me. These are the sorts of stories we can tell ourselves without even questioning whether they're true or not, that influence our behaviour, actions and results. And they can really get in the way of meeting our potential and achieving all the things that we're really capable of achieving because this, our brain, is a master storyteller. It believes anything that we tell it. So look, if there's something that you want to achieve, maybe you're procrastinating over or you're holding back, become aware of the stories that you're telling yourself. Ask yourself, actually, are these really true? And craft a new story and belief that will help empower you and move you forward to achieve that thing that is entirely possible instead. I'll be back next time for another minute of Mojo. In the meantime, you can connect with me on my Instagram page, joebritton.mojo.
absolutely get inspired everybody with our lovely mojo uh she's just fabulous i just like this she's like she's like one of them calendars for inspiration that you open mm. each oh yeah each and each month yeah it's just it's very it's very lovely very very nice indeed Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by Tortoise Future Fibre, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband. Pretty that's bollocks. Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by Tortoise Future Fibre, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband. Probably, oh, I can't say it today. Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by Tortoise Future Fibre, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband, proving that some things in life are better faster. Future Fibre is now available here in Manchester. To find out more, search Tortoise Future Fibre, subject to local availability. Your Manchester! (laughs) 